From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. Okay, I know it's the intro, but I'm gonna already sound the dad joke alarm for what I'm about to say. But how many times do you have an opportunity to use the phrase I'm gonna use? Especially with this movie that we're gonna discuss today, I ask, where are my dogs at? Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 226. I'm one of your hosts, Cap. And with me as always is the host that probably would know three commands if he was a dog. Actually, it's only two. Bark at that little kid and chase that DC movie executive. He is Mike, also known as MFG. I'd be set to ignore at all times. That's the third one. I knew it. <laughs> it's not really a command. It's just kind of what I do. <laughs> I think the command would actually be shade. <laughs> just I was that, trying squint, to... that squinty dog look. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm here to give you a horribly described film. Are we ready for a horribly described film, everybody? I feel ready, but if I'm going to finish it, I mean, you know, Lord knows. Right? Ah, this one's not too bad. Right. I'm always ready. All right, then here we go. Depressed wizard comes out of retirement to pull a prank on his nephew. And one more time for the hoes at home. Depressed wizard comes out of retirement to pull a prank on his nephew. And think on that. And get ready for the answer at the end of the quick news. You know, I realize one of the reasons why I don't get it right is because I'm listening to your hint and I still have to host. So it's just one of those things I'm like multi. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's my excuse. I'm standing by it. <laughs> <laughs> and our other illustrious host would probably know only one command if he was a dog. Go spoil, boy. He is RT squared. Ralph the tech. No, I would know no commands if I was a dog because I'd be the one that would be sleeping. And, and not doing anything. You say, come on, boy, come, come. I'll be like, fuck you. I'm just standing right here. Chill. <laughs> chill, Ralph. Chill. Oh, wait, too late. <laughs> the, the burglar just steps over him. They would confuse <laughs> me for a sloth. Right? So, <laughs> Ralph, the, Ralph the dog would open the door for the burglar to get out with the TV. <laughs> right this way, sir. Just don't disrupt my nap. So the other day, while I was walking down the street, a portal appeared in front of me. Now, normally you would think, Strange portal, you're not going to jump through it, right? But I'm not like other people. I jumped right through that portal. And boy, was it a blast. I went on a nonstop, crazy adventure involving dragons and uh, leprechauns and really weird little green guys. I, I didn't remember their names. But just as I was about to uh, defeat the final boss and, and claim my fair maiden, I was pushed out into another portal back into my, the real world. And as I lay there staring up at the sky, thinking about what happened, a thought occurred to me. Anything that kills you is a once in a lifetime experience. Ah. <laughs> and here, and here I am, I was going to bust his chops about his long acid trip right there. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I don't do acid. That That's just, you know, crazy shit. <laughs> so this is just your imagination that, that's just going off okay no, no sorry, that actually that actually happened so okay. i'll get him to gargle with some battery acid 
<laughs> That's did, do. You know, I did that once. It, it's not as fun as you think it would be. Cleans those teeth, though. It tingles. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we're giving our listeners some some advice and things to do when they're not listening to the podcast. But or, I think, right? or feeling like suicidal, I guess. Well, exactly right. <laughs> oh, and we want nobody to take their lives, obviously. No. Sure. Absolutely. But I digress, and let's go into um, what we're here for. But you know what? Before I even introduce today's show, let me just say that this movie was not on the Meanwhile 22 schedule. Then one of us checked it out and said, maybe it's worth a review, but worthy in what regard? Is this movie an unexpected achievement or is it just for the dogs? So on this episode, we discuss the animated feature DC League of Super Pets. But first, Mike loves to tell you the latest in geek stuff. You know why? So he can say, hey guys, remember who told you first? So here he is. Mr. Mike, I told you so. And it's quick news. And now, the quick news. Brought to you by MFG. And Ralph and Cap. That quick news intro was brought to you by Destructive Incoherent Careless Killjoys. Or Dick for short. <laughs> That caught me off guard. As they would be. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Mark. Right. Here we go. Wow. Uh, the stage and screen are veiled in mourning. Dame Angela Lansbury, best known for starring in Murder, She Wrote, passed away on October 11th. The London-born actress has dazzled audiences since the 1940s to the present. Lansbury wild fans as a murderous banker. I'm sorry, Murders Baker, a singing teapot, a Soviet spy, and a small town sleuth, just to name a few of her uh, list of acclaimed roles. The five-time Tony Award winner is easily remembered for starring on The Great White Way in Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber, Fleet Street, Mame, and Gypsy. She voiced and sang as Mrs. Pot in the big screen animated feature Beauty and the Beast, and as recently as 2016 performed the title song live on stage at Lincoln Center. Prior to her 12-year run on CBS's Murder, She Wrote, Lansbury had been nominated for three Best Supporting Actress Oscar nominations. Uh, Angela Lansbury died peacefully in her sleep at home in Los Angeles. She was 96. Wow. First off, I mean, I'm, I'm, us guys are known for making a couple of crude jokes or, or, you know, even in somebody's passing. But, you know, when we respect them, we respect them. And I know one thing, like... She was she was awesome. She was really awesome. Amazing. She was a fantastic actress. I mean, it just I mean, if you just catch the thing she was in. She was in Bell, well, Bell Book and Candle, which is a nice fun musical and, and uh, uh, just fantasy story. She is creepy. The Manchurian Candidate that they redid. Oh, or re- right. or she, she wasn't in the re- redo. She's in the original. If and I think was it Meryl Streep? I think was in the redo. Right. I think uh-huh. she played the mother. Angela Lansbury is just as creepy as that mom. It is just a creepy relationship between her and her son, you know? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, she just does this great job. You know, we think of her as light fair and stuff like that, but no, she's done some really great things. So, And said, we all know I love Murder, She Wrote. Oh, we you know that. She was a, a little teapot? Was she short and stout? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Ralph couldn't so, resist himself. <laughs> did, did that portal take you through dad joke land? 
<laughs> that that you left them there. Are you serious? <laughs> he's, he's he's calling from there now. <laughs> I was. Actually, I know my dog references were bad. That was bad. <laughs> I was actually made king of the land. It was crazy. Oh, I was Lord. I was so good. They had to kick me out. I just I could just I could just hear right now that the, the minions of the land are just like ask about a teapot. <laughs> no, that's also the voices in his head, the same ones that told him there were leprechauns in his um journey. But okay. It <laughs> was real. I'm telling you, man. And I one, believe you. One thing I'll add before Mike continues, all I'll say is this even though Angela Lansbury for a lot of my childhood was a representation of um older television starting, because you'd watch football on CBS here in New York City. And um after that, after football was over, murder she Day two right for Murder, she wrote. Followed by 60 minutes. <laughs> it was, as a kid, it was like the end of, like, okay, let's watch something else. But then when you see her for her work and what she's done, she was great. And, um, you know, sad to hear that she's gone, but glad that she left the legacy behind for us yeah. to watch. So no one thought to make a competing show called Murder, She Drew? Uh, No. That fucking portal. <laughs> Mike, what else you got? Uh, well, it's been a couple of months since the series ended, so I know people need a little news about The Boys. Season four will bring two new heroes, Sage and Firecracker, to the series. Sage is a clairvoyant and Firecracker is a parakinetic. They will be played by Susan Hayward and Valerie Curry, respectively. Nothing more has been revealed about these characters, but since they were created specifically for the show, anything can happen. Also, The Walking Dead and Supernatural alum Jeffrey Dean Morgan will join the cast as an, in an undisclosed role. So far, season four does not have a release date. Is it me or Jeffrey Dean Morgan, for those who, who are like, who's that? That's the guy who he played Negan. Mm -hmm. um, and he's played uh, obviously a lot of other things. But do you think on, on series from now on that the legacy of Negan will overshadow a lot of his other work? Only if he allows it as an actor. I mean... He, I mean, he's a, he's an okay actor. I mean, I've never, I, I've never seen him play some radically different type of character. I mean, like he's not always neat. He's not a bad guy. But even when he was uh, Dean and Sam's dad, he's he just has like a, he just kind of has like a a dick a, air about him. A, a kind of like, but a, but a dad dick air about him. Like you know what I mean? Like he's always going to be somebody that had a kid. <laughs> you know, like that's always <laughs> his background story is I had a kid and then something happened. You know. Um, so he, he was I, Bruce Wayne's dad too, yeah. Yeah, as much you know, it's just so that's what I'm saying. So I, I don't know what kind of range he has, but I would be curious to see if he has a range that's just very different. Like, you know, I would like to see him be like the 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 the, the punkish guy or something like that. I mean, whatever, you know, just something different so I can see what he could do. His range I really like is, him. His range is uh asshole, asshole, asshole to asshole. But very good asshole. Like he he does a great job. I like him. I always thought his range was more like asshole to he's not that much of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's tolerable. Like, listen, I I the the few scenes that he had in uh in Supernatural at the beginning and then in that, that whole uh season when he came back, mm -hmm. he, he did great, you know. Yeah. Um but then when I saw him on Walking Dead and he played Negan. Fucking shit! I hate Negan with a passion. That's how. And well you hate that show played. too, so. No, 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 no. But listen, like, like Negan takes the cake. Like, that character is is not lovable at all, and he does a great job of yeah. doing that. 
I mean, she, he chews the scenery with it, but I mean, that's also kind of the nature of that character. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, that'll be interesting in, 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 in addition to what you were saying about the two characters created for yeah. the show, but only time will tell what that'll yeah. mean. We'll see. All right, All right. last but not least, from Superman to Supernatural, Smallville star Tom Welling is back on the CW in the upcoming series, The Winchesters. Welling will portray Samuel Winchester, the grandfather of Dean and Sam of the long-running hit series, Supernatural. Welling inherits the role from Mitch Pileggi, who played the character on eight episodes. For those missing Dean, Jensen Ackles will serve as narrator to the series as well as executive producer. The Winchesters will premiere on October 11th. And here, and for you... those of us in the other part of the world, that has already happened. <laughs> Just when you thought that show was going to be laid to rest, here they come with another series to really open up the universe more, which I'm like, did we really need it? How do you guys R feel about it? R Ralph, Ralph, do you do you just want to you hold his leg? I'm just going to just slap his head around like like just it's like a clown. I'm I'm just going <laughs> to say a few words. Carry on, my wayward son. <laughs> yeah, There'll be there peace you go. When you are, gone. we're done with you. That's what's we're in peace. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm fine. I'm just it, saying, uh, no, I mean, a dead I, horse 13, 14, 15 seasons. Couldn't right. even let a, a season go right. by or two. Uh, well, first of all, they didn't. They had great. They had ten really good seasons, and then, then the quality started to be like, okay, they're not horrible, until the last two seasons. But they're not horrible. <laughs> but you know, they weren't as great. Mind right. you, they really only wrote five seasons. Yeah, and then those other five were sort of like pulled out of their ass, but it was pretty good. And then they they just started having fun with it which was even interesting because that yeah. Scooby-Doo episode was hilarious. Well, that was fun. But also like they, I mean, by the last two seasons, they started to play with like cinematography mm -hmm. and, and just this, just experiment. And some of their experimentation was fantastic. You know, like and, and it, was, it was a great show. Like I said, it didn't end by any means where anyone was happy. No one's happy with it ending, <laughs> you know, but it's not the worst ending I've ever seen. But what I really wish they would do is just go back and redo the ending. Now that COVID restrictions are, are lessened. Because mm -hmm. it was COVID that messed it up. If, if it wasn't because of that, they would have had the greatest ending that they could have thought yeah. of. You know? Yeah. Anyhow, so there for the supernatural hater, or someone that hasn't watched all seasons. Not a hater, just asking when's done is done. Is it done already? But okay. It's done when we say it's over. And we wish that uh what was it? Um Wayward Sisters? Was that was yeah. it was supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been good, but that didn't happen either. Yeah. Freaking misogynists. I think there. I think uh Jensen Ackles actually was uh quoted as saying that he wished that, that had that's one of the ones that he thinks really did deserve a go. Yeah. It was I enjoyed the direction that they were going with it, but you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyhow, but anyhow, that is all the quick news I have. I was about to say that's all the quick news. Yes, it is. And could we get a uh, um a repeat of your horribly described movie? Certainly. Uh, depressed wizard comes out of retirement to pull a prank on his nephew. I am, I can't even try to imagine what it is. Ralph? I have a few ideas that are just, you know, bouncing around in my head. None of them are actually coming out. They're just still bouncing. Oh, God. That's not good. Yeah. That sounds painful. So so you want me to tell you? It could be, yeah. Alrighty, Depressed Wizard comes out of retirement to pull a prank on his nephew. Obviously, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Oh. <laughs> oh. Where's, 
Where's JP oh. and, and Jazz when you need him? Right, because he was a force projection at when he was fighting Kylo. Right. Hey. And he is. Yes, that is his nephew, because yeah. that is Leia's son. Yes. Leia is yeah. his sister, making Luke his Okay, uncle. all right, all right. Let's not piece it together for everybody. Let's just go. <laughs> I, was, I was connecting the dots. If you if you look behind me, there's there's a, a murder board with the red yarn. Yeah, if you, if you look closely behind you, you notice all the pictures in that murder board are of you. Of course, because who else's <laughs> pictures would I use? Well, I've put them up there. I, I I I pose you in murder positions when you're sleeping. I sneak in, take pictures, sneak back out. Whoa, that's creepy. But that okay. explains why I wake up like ten feet away from my bed. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I'm sure. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> all right, all right, Ralph. Do you have any quick news? Um, yes. Go for it. Dun dun dun. So, no, I have no news. Damn. Well. Mine is not really quick news. It's just a, re a quick reaction. Um, for those who don't know, um, uh, a week ago, uh, Mike, Ralph, Joe, the intern, um, um, Troy, and myself all partook. Partook? That's not even the word. <laughs> so, <laughs> all of us went to um, New York New York Comic Con 2022. Any, any high quick highlights do you want to mention like oh the highlight of my true of my time there was blank because i know mike and ralph over there both for friday and saturday along with troy jessica was there on friday shout out to jessica lady j um uh, um joe was there so what was your highlight what was the thing that you were well, like happy to see, see seeing jp was a huge highlight so i don't see shout him. out to jp seeing victor dandridge who we definitely have got to get on this show uh, was also great to see. He's a guy that's got his fingers in every single pie of the comic and non-comic media, it feels like. The elusive uh, black rabbit, yes. Yeah. And then obviously seeing my niece was fantastic. Her boyfriend, seeing him was fantastic. They they were great in costume. Uh, they did uh, Starlight and Homelander. Uh, and on one day she just did Jade from Mortal Kombat by herself, right. looking fantastic. Um, but no, I mean, I just it was just good to be out. That was my first con since the entire pandemic. So I haven't been there since 2019. Right. Uh, it was just good to be around the people. For some odd reason, I didn't get as exhausted. I didn't feel as annoyed. <laughs> but that's about it. I didn't get a chance to see any panels because I don't have the patience, even though I really wanted to see some of these panels. And also the formatting system is kind of different and different. They still have to work on that. But, uh, but, that's, got, but, my, highlights better, the, but yeah. my highlights were the people that we got to see. Okay. Ralphie? Um, Artist Alley is always the best part of Comic Con. I always oh my god, I forgot about who I got to meet. <laughs> it was it was always great. Like Mike was hit on by like almost every artist that was there. They complimented him on his physique. Some of them even wanted to take him home. I was because like, Mike's a specimen, <laughs> or he left a specimen. I don't know. Both. It's whatever the judge says. Um, no, but I, but I was happy. I did get to meet Ben Temple Smith, who is a fantastic artist. He's one of my favorite artists. I was so excited. I got him to sign one of his books. I, I was just a happy camper with that. Yeah, he was happy about you too. Like, he, yeah, he who knows? You too who the knows? Next day. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, definitely. I was I was that fan that had the big smile underneath of a mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you weren't even him. cosplaying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was I, a little I think bit I, worried that he would just out of nowhere show up at your house and say. I need to draw you. 
<laughs> you think you think that would have been a problem for Mike? Are you serious? It, it no, happens it, almost. It, it, it happens almost hourly by somebody. The the problem would be uh, getting him out, you know, because Mike has things to do. Yeah, I, I did. I did remember getting Mike outside because his head would be so big from his ego being blown up from being drawn. But okay, yeah, that would be it too. That'd be it still. But I, I agree with both of you. I think you know. I mean, Artist Alley was great. Spending time with the people we get to spend time with, and and meeting and seeing people and looking around and being back in the con. And for those who haven't been to New York Comic Con, it definitely opened up the the, the lanes a little bit more. It felt a little bit roomier. Saturday was a little bit more congested, but we knew that was what's going to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. I had the four day pass, so I, I was able to kind of watch it all four days and how it was different each time. Um, it was good to be back to normal. I went last year. I'm glad to have these guys with me this year. Um, it was fun. It was a great time. Um, but I don't want to take too much time on that. That's a whole other separate podcast. Let's go to the reason why we're here. And we're here to talk about the surprise movie that was on the Meanwhile 22 schedule, DC League of Super Pets. And with a synopsis is the naysayer who sat next to me in the movie theater and goes, no one's going to watch that. Mike, also known as MFG. I did say that. You did. But, but like with every surprise that we get on this show's review, you can all thank me for the surprise. Oh, Lord, here we go. It's not <laughs> a right. foreign film, therefore. Okay, no. Yeah, it's still for me. Still thank me for it. Right. And, I'm gonna, yeah. and believe me, I'm going to get them to review a foreign film before they know it, soon before they know it here. <laughs> it's like the pandemic again, please. <laughs> what's, what's with this trying to get there? You know I ain't got no problem with that. That's true. It's only one one uncultured rube. That's me. I'm yeah. a rube. Not Ruben. Rube. Anyway. <laughs> All righty. DC League of Super Pets is a 3D computer animated comedy taking its idea from 1962's Adventure Comics number 293 by Jerry Siegel and Kurt Swan. Uh, The film was directed by Jared Stern and written by Stern and John Whittington. Super Pets was released in the US on June 29th. With a budget of 90 million, the film garnered a domestic box office of 93 million and an international total of 108 million for a wonderful 201 million worldwide total. DC League of Super Pets has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 73% and an audience of 88% and an IMDb weighted average of 73 out of 100. It's all about consistent, sounds like. Yeah, pretty consistent. All right, synopsis. Get your big-brimmed hat, thick gloves, and industrial-strength pooper scooper because these pets are going to be doing their business at lightning speed in various sizes and hurtling at you from the sky. Baby Kyle's favorite puppy stows away on the life-saving rocket from Krypton and serves as Superman's BFF and sidekick. But faster than you can say, who's a good boy? The mutt of might is facing off against a hairless guinea pig with flight and extreme telekinesis. Suddenly powerless and with Superman and the League captured, a depowered crypto finds assistance and friendship with a ragtag band of pet shop rejects who recently received superpowers. Super Pets is 105 minutes of sight gags, sassy one-liners, random acts of destruction, and finding acceptance and love. But in this animated world, if somebody says their pussy will destroy you, just swipe left. (laughs) All right, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Crypto, a.k.a. Bart Kent. Still killing me, by the way. Um, Kevin Hart as Ace, the, the Bat Hound. Kate McKinnon as Lulu. John Krasinski as Clark Kent, Superman. Vanessa Bayer as PB. Natasha Leone as Merton McSnurdle. Diego Luna as Chip. Thomas Middleditch as Keith. Ben Schwartz as Mark. Keanu Reeves as Batman. 
Mark Maron as Lex Luthor, Olivia Wilde as Lois Lane, Jamila Jamil as Wonder Woman, Jermaine Clement as Aquaman, John Early as The Flash, David Diggs as Cyborg, Dasha Polanco as Green Lantern, uh, Keith David as Dog L, Crypto's father, still cracking me up, uh, Maya Erskine as Mercy Graves, and Winona Bradshaw as Whiskers. Wow. All right. So let's and get into it. DC League of Super Pets. But before we get our hands on these pets, let's press the spoiler button in that we paid so much money for. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Ah, and that spoiler warning was definitely brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Oh, God, what did I just step in? Oh, it's stush. Don't you bring that stush in here. You know I'm allergic to it. <laughs> okay, all right, guys, let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about DC League of Super Pets. And um, I guess the first question I want to mention is um, the two big stars that are in this movie, the, the, the two lead characters, which is Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Crypto, and Kevin Hart as Ace. Now, these two have worked together before, obviously, you know, for box office success. I mean, they've done both Juma the, the new Jumanji movies as well as the comedy feature um, Central Intelligence. Now, let me ask you, because obviously, um, based on Mike's um, synopsis and kind of my, my chiming in, that sounds like we kind of like this movie. Was this movie good because of this comedy duo or despite it? I would like to say it say doesn't it. it doesn't hurt. Right. You 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 can't give them all the credit. The writing was was good and it was funny. Mm -hmm. So that that helps. But their delivery of the lines does do the trick to make the the movie really good. I'll mm -hmm. say that. You can't just give them all the credit. I mean I I mean again, and this is not taking away from their acting chops or voice chops stuff like that. Um, and agreeing with uh, Ralph on, on both instances. Yes, I mean, they, they were good in their parts and, and it worked for the movie, but it's, you know, you know, especially with comedies or even with anything, you can have an actor and they actually made the movie. You know, they, they delivered the lines perfectly, better than probably they sounded on paper. Here, if you just have good comedic timing, you're going to get the laughs because the, the movie was just so well written that, that they were funny Ralph and I could have done it. We would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like I mean, we, it, it would have been, 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 it definitely would have been. Uh, we'd be getting our Oscars right now. Uh, you know, so just let you know, DC, you missed out. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, they, they were there, they were good, but it's the movie was solid without them. Okay. All right. Because I know that a, a lot of people were already kind of groaning and not myself included, you know, I mean, I wanted to give it a chance, but I was like, oh man, now they're really trying to milk this Kevin Hart, Dwayne Johnson relationship. So when you see the previews, you're like, ah, the, the funny part is though, like, I, I mean, I had forgotten that they were both in it. So I didn't know who the voice actors were. I mean, Kevin Hart, it was obvious, but I did not recognize Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And really? He, no, what? even when you watch him doing it in YouTube, his voice is different. It's lighter and it's not just mechanized. He's also lightening his voice. So I didn't realize it was him at all. I knew it was him as Anubis and yeah. as Black Lightning, which is oh, at the yeah. end. It's not a spoiler, but at the end, because it sounds just like him. But the other is his voice was up and I, I literally didn't recognize him. Speaking of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's portrayal of crypto, how were we about crypto's portrayal of playing the, the super, super clean cut um, 
you know, um, Boy Scout who's a little bit clueless when it comes to certain things. How are we, how are we feeling about that portrayal of crypto as our lead character? I thought it was good. The uppity dog that doesn't, I mean, he knows he's a dog, but he's not, he's not that kind of dog. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, granted, we know it's for comic effects, stuff like that, but like things that made no sense of the fact that he didn't realize he had a good sense of smell. I'm like, you are a dog. Like, yeah. like with, with super smell, like you'd be smelling dog poop from all around the world. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I mean, you know, yeah. Um, but I mean, I thought, I thought he did a great job. I thought he was written really well. And I thought, uh, again, that the rock did a good job. Uh, you know, giving him voice as this obnoxious uppity dog. Okay, Ralph. I concur, Doctor. Oh, great. That's, that's, that's good. Really good um, intake. I mean, a really good take on that. That was great. <laughs> to expand on that. Yes. Uh, I feel that it, it was kind of funny that, because um, Superman is kind of known as the Boy Scout. And then mm -hmm. his dog is, you know, just a representation of him, uh, just in dog form. It was kind of hilarious, though. You see where he's like, um, uh, like Mike said, he was like questioning his his like dogginess, and mm -hmm. he, he's like, I'm, "I'm just like a regular dog," and he's flushing the toilet, yeah, fl floating Flo above the toilet and <laughs> yes, <flushing it. laughs> and washing his paws. Yeah, <laughs> when he sat next to that corgi, that poor corgi, and <laughs> and he's just like. I mean, my disguise, he put those glasses on. I lost it, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> but when he said, he was just like, yeah, I'm just a normal dog. It's just, that dog just fell over. I just, I felt so bad for that Corgi. And when Ace came out and the and Chris was talking crap with him, and Ace just looks at the Corgi, and the Corgi just shakes his head like, nah, man, just, just leave this dog alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's just like this dog's crazy. I don't know what's going on. It that was just it was it was just so well done. <laughs> like any anybody just walking by would think that he's having like a manic episode. It's like, you know, he's nuts. Like, I, I don't want to miss. I, I did think one thing I will, of, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I thought it was kind of funny that his whole like uh, transformation is just pressing his collar and his cape pops out. And the, and the I thought that was really cool. Yeah. One one thing I also loved because um, I was concerned about it, and then and I I watched the movie um twice because we uh we were actually delayed on on doing this podcast which obviously means nothing to you you're getting it when you're getting it but um i so i watched it and i was just watching i wanted to watch a certain scene and then i ended up watching the whole movie again because i really love this movie um and it's um what's going with that oh i really was watching carefully to make sure they didn't slip up i like the fact that no one understands the animals except for the animals yes yeah. Like, like Superman doesn't have a sudden, I can understand Krypton dog language. No, it's nothing like that. I like the, you know, and I like when you get those moments when you he's talking and then you go back to what actually everyone else hears and just hear him barking, you know? Yeah. I, I love, um, there was a moment where Superman and Crypto are sitting in the living room and that's when Lex hits and Clark goes, oh no. And the dog goes, whoa, whoa. And he goes, somebody's trying to get this media from the from, from whatever. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I lost my shit. That was absolutely good. Also, because we got to get, I mean, we're going to get to them all. Lulu, Kate McKinnon, oh. chef's kiss as Lulu. Yeah. I mean, like chef's kiss all over the place. But when Lulu was just going on about kneel me for me, you know, I was talking about like, um, oh, at least you could, the glasses were stupid. Like you could have done something with a mustache. You stupid. And then you hear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm like, Clark is just staring at this chip. I'm like, I mean, at this guinea pig, you're like, 
why are you staring at this guinea pig so long? Like, <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, we'll get to all the characters, but Kate McKinnon as Lulu, just, there was not a scene that was not stolen by that damn character. <laughs> right. She, she does um, good uh, <coughs> a good nature character well. She does mm -hmm. maniacal beautifully. Oh my God, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, it, what's interesting is I was wondering how they were going to have this um, conflict be with with um, Crypto uh, and how he joins with the Super Pets or how they come together. How they became very, Super Pets. Yeah, exactly. I mean, between the Orange Kryptonite, which gave them their powers, but also the fact that, you know, they first meet each other because Soups is trying to find Crypto a friend mm -hmm. because he's trying to get close to Lois. That was great. I really, yeah. because especially watching him, watching Crypto internalize in his brain what he thinks Lois is going to mean to the change of that relationship. I thought it was cool. I really thought it was. Oh God. Um, when, when he when those dogs in the park were like, oh no, fiance, you're out. The things he started imagining were just like yes. she's, just, she's eating his kibble yeah. out of those bowl. <laughs> like, or she's like, got the she's got a bone in her. She hand. got a big bone as a Christmas gift. <laughs> And like he, when Clark taps the, the love seat for, you know, for, you know, and she goes, jumps it by him. I'm like, wow, you do see things as a dog, don't you? <laughs> but I love that. I really love no, that. It was great. <laughs> it was, it was kiddish, but smart at the same time. Because mm -hmm. that's the way, you know, you, you almost want to think that, you know, like I can see if a kid sees somebody else coming into somebody's life, they would right. look at things the same way. Right. So to see it that way from a dog, I'm like, that's great. I was freaking smart. Yeah, I, I loved it. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but definitely was, you know, was loving that. Now, obviously, we meet all the other characters when Clark comes into the pet shop and we meet Ace the Bat Hound and PB the pig and and Chip the squirrel and Merton the turtle. And mm -hmm. of course, we meet Lulu. Besides Lulu, which we already talked about being, you know, on, on her own level. Who was the character that you kind of enjoyed the most? Oh, you know who I enjoyed the most. Merton. 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 <laughs> Natasha Leone. She the woman is, is brilliant. <laughs> but she's brilliant on her own. And she's just got such a, a way, like she's got that New Yorker like swag in her voice, but not like what we think of New Yorkers. She's just got that like, oh give a damn, probably smoking way too much. Oh, my <laughs> heroin dealer's arrested. What am I gonna do? Like, you know, like like that's you know. That's just she how she's slappy, slappy the squirrel from um, um, yeah, Animaniacs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and that's just her in general. But like as Merton, she was killing me. <laughs> except it's, it's like slappy the squirrel, or except hornier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was just just absolutely killing me as, as Merton. What about you, Ralph? <laughs> no, I said Mort, Morton. Oh, you agree, Merton? Okay. Yeah, I was the first one to say Merton. Uh, yeah, well, I just I said thought you I, responding I, to Mike when I said you know who it was. Oh yeah, no, no, no. no. no Mer because my, I mean, I mean, you know, you can like who you like. I mean, there was everybody was funny, but Merton after Lulu had the next best set of lines. In fact, I'm like as far as lines go, I, Merton was funnier than uh, Ace. You know, was, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, was was much more of a character than Ace was. The the funniest shit was like it's the the one that gets super speed is the one that's basically blind and she keeps bumping <laughs> into everything. <laughs> And then when she first gets the super speed um, and she like runs around the room and then comes back and then just slowly goes for that leaf and grabs it. It's like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> uh, one, of my, one of my favorite moments um, was when they were, when, when the animals were caught in the fire that um, Lulu helped um, cause in the pet shop. 
and Petey's trying to get out of her cage, and she's <laughs> she, the fire is like coming towards her, and she's like. I, I smell bacon. My mouth is watering. There's so much to unpack here. <laughs> I was killing that. That cracks me up every time. She's like, Why is my mouth watering? There's so much to unpack. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys. What did you guys think of? Um, what did you guys think of the Justice League and Lex Luthor? Oh, just <laughs> when, I mean, they were all great. But Flash, when 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 Luthor is trying to get that piece of the orange kryptonite, and Flash just zips by him, he's like. Bless your heart. You thought you were going to get there before me. <laughs> it just takes it away. That that was like, yeah, I, I can see the Flash saying that. <laughs> like, like a version of the Flash saying that. But they were all great. They 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 were intentionally buffoonishly funny, over the top. But 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 all of them. I, I like I like that the person didn't pick and choose. I mean, they were so obviously kinder. As it goes, they were kinder to Wonder Woman. They were kinder to the Green Lantern, which is kind of uh, like they still did the whole the women are still like more mature or a little bit more on their game or whatever than the guy. That's the thing. You know, we, we, we suffer through that, you know, our, our, that's the price we pay for, I guess, earning more salary. Um, Damn. <laughs> hey, I'm not being funny. I'm being honest and I'm being funny. Um, Always to the next show. I can't wait for the next show. <laughs> sure. It's true. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, I, I like that Batman. I think someone was just like, we're sick and tired of the freaking dark night. We are just going to buffoon the hell out of this guy. <laughs> you know, and I miss my parents. <laughs> Keanu Reeves did a great job. He was he went back to eighties Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was like it was like Bill and Ted and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I I thought the Justice League was good there. Uh, what did you think, Ralph? I know you didn't get your outrageous from your Aquaman because I know Ralph loves his outrageous. Outrageous. Did I ever tell you about the time that I <laughs> fought a stingray and a manta ray against Black Manta? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> but, but, but I guess you still enjoyed it, huh, Ralph? No, yeah, it was it was pretty funny, especially the, the simple fact of like how how like how simple their like cages were, yeah. right? Like like uh, Aquaman was basically in a fish tank, and then the flash with the lids. Like, I didn't understand that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with an easily to open lid because they fed them fish food. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then and, and uh and the flash was on a hamster wheel that wasn't even like locked. Nope, nope. <laughs> it was like clearly. Open. <laughs> I, I, I guess the wheel hard. was just too hard to resist. <laughs> you know? oh the only one gosh. that made sense was like Superman's cage that had kryptonite on it. You know, like yeah, like can't... but even Wonder Woman was held by her magic lasso. I'm like, but that's yeah. not going to stop her from breaking the rest of the cage. No. <laughs> you know, but it's... also like it's her own magic lasso. She could control yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. What What was a little disappointing for me, if there's anything to talk about disappointment. Um, disappointment because uh, Mike and Ralph, you guys both talked about how you guys both like Lulu, the 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 other um, main villain of this story. Um, I was a little disappointed in the portrayal of Lex Luthor because I understand what Mike's saying about mm -hmm. they took they were caricatures of these heroes to kind of like I guess simplify them, but you know, kind of like spoof on them. He did not seem like a super genius. He looked seemed somebody like. Like some some goon, you know, like, like listen to the way he spoke and his cadence, and it just didn't right. sound like he's a super genius. I was like, this is not Lex Luthor. So it, it seemed like um, the Lex Luthor from the original uh, Superman uh, movies, a little bit, well, not a little, uh, very over the top, mm -hmm. where he's like focused on that one plan, and then once the plan doesn't uh, 
happened. He's like, oh, like, you know, freaking Superman but, yeah. stopping I mean, everything. The way I saw him, just like everyone else got lampooned. Like, I mean, his wasn't as, let's say, dramatic, but he was just like a well-coiffed, well-suited doofenshmirtz. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, like he, he made his ridiculous device and it failed. <laughs> and then he sulked and got his ass kicked, you know, like, I mean, he wasn't that, you know, bad. I mean, he was a little bit, he was a little bit more Lex than the others were their hero self, but he was still Lampoon, but just, it was just different for him. But, um, I, you know, like I said, I enjoyed the character. I mean, he just wasn't as fun as the other, as, as the others I thought, but, uh, sorry, I was just, I'm still thinking of when the villains all get defeated by, and we haven't gotten to this plot point yet, but, uh, Lulu is able to give other people powers, uh, other animals powers. And she gets all the other guinea pigs' powers, and then they they take down the Justice League. And when they're just taking them down, like they they freeze Aquaman's water, and you hear this snap, and and PB is like, "Ooh, I think that was a bone break." <laughs> but when one of the flying guinea pig took this giant D cell battery out of the back of Cyborg, yeah, and, and Chip just goes, "Is that even how that works?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was just so perfect. It was there's just there. It's just comedian. The comedy, the comedic timing, the lines are just, and they come at you fast. Mm. This is not, you know, and they don't do a lot of setup. It's it's almost in certain ways, certain ways. I, I feel it's almost akin to like watching old, and I'm talking about like, like 40s and 50s and 60s Looney Tunes, where yeah. you don't get the setup, you get the joke and it's funny and it's there and it's fast, you move on, you know. One of the best things about those old cartoons is that they make fun of themselves constantly. Yes, yeah. And yeah. this, this is, as you say, is very reminiscent of that. And the yeah. fact that they make fun of themselves just makes it so much better. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they they had a great, they did a great job with that. But let's get on with whatever we're talking yeah. about here. Right. Let, let, let's let the cap get a semblance of order before we take it away from them again. <laughs> no, I mean, because you know what? I like the fact that this has been a, uh, it's been a while since we've seen a movie like this where all three of us has just totally enjoyed it and is just carefree enjoying it and not, you know, like, because we, we 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 try to watch movies that have that kind of idea in mind, mm -hmm. and it ends up not. It falls flat. Right. It falls flat. So to, so to finally have a movie that works on an intelligent level, you know, give something for the fans, give something for you know people who are fans of you know Looney Tunes, something for the kids, something for the adults. I feel like it all got it in there. Now one mm -hmm. of the things we um that I was wondering if you felt was present. Yes, the comedy was there. But did the story hold up? Because it was a lot of old, not old, but used tropes. Superhero mm -hmm. loses their powers. And now, you know, like Crypto loses his powers. And now he's working with his team who have powers. And he's trying to get them to be a team, even though they're not a team, <coughs> to thwart the overpowering villain. I mean, I definitely think, I mean, you know, definitely, it, I, I would definitely say, to answer your question directly, the story was lighter than the comedy was um and it's not saying it was a horrible story nothing like that it was a very it was just a, it was a it was a enough story and i'm sorry it was more than enough story to hold the comedy it wasn't like one of those like it's just something that's chaining jokes together like like for instance i love watching because it's, it's great one-liners i love watching two broke girls i just think that thing is just funny because it's just it's just nothing but one-liners with a thin plot every week to hold the story together for 30 minutes this wasn't like that um it's still tons of one-liners tons of everything else going on but I do think that um, they just breezed upon everything else. Like, so you have, so you have a uh, PB who is this potbelly pig, who's right. got like you know confidence issues and, and believes in others but doesn't believe in themselves. Like, you know, you 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 see it, but it, 
but it's not really hit home as much. And it has to be told to us that that's what her problem is, and then she resolves it. Uh, you know, um, and Chip, he just needs to feel safe and secure. That he, he's, he's very nervous. He's jittery, which surprisingly, he wasn't a chihuahua. I'm actually very shocked. <laughs> they didn't make him a chihuahua, you know. But, you know, again, you, you saw a certain insecurity, but like it wasn't like we you didn't get backstory. So you don't know why Chip is like this. You don't know why PB's like that. So that the fact that they have to be told, hey, you know, you, you need to feel safety is not always guaranteed, but you got to believe in yourself or, you know, it's great to believe in others, you know. Right. You have to be told the resolution to their problems, you know. Right. I, I felt that is where it showed that it was weak because they hadn't developed the story in that way. Okay, Ralph. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> was was the story a little bit too um, light, or did the story work fine? Because you know the story works on a lot of you know been there, done that tropes we've seen before when we talk about superhero movies and superhero teams coming together for the first time. You know, was it strong enough to to hold together? Was it you know where it's where this movie was weak? Um, no, I felt it was great all around. Uh... Uh, I disagree with Mike. I don't really need to know why uh, Chip was so jittery or, or the backstory behind uh, PB. As long as the, you know, because since it was a comedy, like, I don't really need too much of the backstory. As long as they gave me good laughs and the story was good and then it resolved fine, I, I loved it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the, the thing that really mattered uh, to me the most was the way they resolved it at the end where you like, I mean, you knew it was going to happen, but like each uh, member of the justice league took a, uh, a super pet, you know? So it was, it was pretty cool. So that, that right. overall, I felt that the story worked great and, and that it, it wasn't weak at, at all. It, it, in fact, it, it soared past my expectations, what any movie about superhero pets would have at all. Wow. Okay. Um, and oh, I'm sorry. What were we I was about to say, did we want to actually get into the story? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let, let, let's get into it. I mean, because I guess I, I approached my questioning approached it from that angle because I feel like it's been there, done that story storytelling, especially when it comes to team dynamics. And, you know, you're talking about a mm-hmm. team, you know, we talked about PB and Chip and all these animals that didn't have power before are now trying to be a team you know, with these powers. Okay. Well, we know, also, yeah, I mean, but as far as the audiences out there that listen to this review, we haven't talked about what their powers were. Okay, well, excuse me. Um, all right, so well, let's let, let's talk about it. Um, well, actually, let me ask you: Do you feel like these powers worked? You know, for you know, for each of the characters. If they didn't work, they made them work. Like like, like PB's <laughs> power, they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll just have her do that. You know, um, but yes, they they were fine. They they didn't give them over the top and sensational powers. It wasn't like this. You know, I can concentrate and the turtle can warp reality or, you know, you know, they just went with basic superpowers for the most part. And I, I thought they did a good job with it. So, you know, they're all in the pet store. Lulu has gotten the orange kryptonite and given herself power. She's now telekinetic and can either levitate or fly. It's kind of hard to tell which one she's doing. Right. And uh, then after that, they're also exposed, but she doesn't realize it. Um, and also a kitten was exposed in there because kittens always get out oh, safely. That, that whiskers. Kid. Whiskers just cracked me up. Um, <laughs> we're all gonna die. Um, <laughs> the, the cutest Bird little death, <laughs> Bird hack, the cutest little death machine. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> she goes, uh, Lulu saved me, so I owe her. 
<laughs> Sorry. Just, just play with the tail. Um, that's just the cutest little thing. But um, so they're all getting power. So we get um, the potbelly pig, which is a giant, a big pig size. Now it's like the atom can shrink really small, right. grow insanely large, evidently, um, and, and stuff like that. You have uh, Merton the turtle. Obviously, turtles are slow. Now it's got speed powers. Uh, Chip is a is a squirrel or chipmunk. I don't know what she's supposed to be. He's a, he's he's a squirrel, squirrel. He's a because squirrel. they call okay. him a squirrel. She was renaming him Wolverine. Oh, she, that's right, Squirrelverine or something like that. Squirrelverine, yeah, yeah. Um, and he gets lightning or electrical powers. Uh, and Ace just becomes generally and, invulnerable, but it's so weird. But I guess also kind of super strong, but not that super strong. I guess right. <laughs> you know, um, and that's that's everyone, right? Yeah. yeah and now the, does now Mike is our kryptonite historian does orange kryptonite work that way have they ever mentioned it before i know that there's all because i mean over the especially in the last few years and by few years i mean like decade and a half or so they've been going crazy with like kryptonite um i trying to think if there has been an orange kryptonite and if it has i'm trying to think it's there's been everything else i remember that early on in our run i think actually well i mean i think it's only from the it's maybe maybe it's also from the 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 it's either from the film or maybe it's also just one of those things that the film used but i think it does only affect animals or something like that okay or you know so, so i do think that that's where they got it from just like right. for instance oddly enough chip um they spelled like just like a potato chip but chip ch um apostrophe p is a green lantern oh, oh that's right. right right so like that is an actual character and that character has been around since uh uh, Green Lantern 148 back in uh, January of 82. And Merton uh, McSnurdle, a.k.a. the terrific What's-It, because she, uh, she always says, what's that What's-It? You know, like that. The terrific What's-It is actually the name of that character. That character was DC's first talking animal superhero and appeared in Funny Stuff number one way back in the summer of 1944. Wow. So, so these are actual... Right. Things the, from their lore. Yeah, those those two particular are, and then Ace the Bat Hound was introduced okay. oddly enough in 1955 in uh, Batman number 92, and was originally a German Shepherd, and then they retired the character in 1964 altogether, and, and then, then eventually over back. the year, in, in time it just came back. Um, and I remember crypto, he, he, yeah, because I know I know that Bat, Ace the Bat Hound came back in um, Morrison's run of Batman and Robin. Right. Yeah. I mean, he just started popping up all around. I think it was in. Crisis he was also in, in Batman Beyond as well. Right. In the yeah. Series. Right. Yeah. That's and then, right. And, That's and, right. And, and so you can see where the jealousy goes is because Crypto was introduced in Adventure Comics number 210 in March 1955. Ace the Bat Hound, June 1955. Wow. So, yes, yes. If people are like, Superman you know, copies Batman. No, Batman's copying Superman because he's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> unless, but also remember this, unless it's, it's the same company, it's more like Hanna-Barbera where we're like, we make a talking dog named Scooby-Doo, then we're going to have another show. We'll have another talking dog. And then we'll have another show with another talking dog. So maybe it was one of that. It's also during the, I, during the 50s um, in America, I mean, animal shows were so popular. Rin Tin Tin and uh, Flipper Lassie. and all that stuff. Lassie. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff is huge. So, you know, they just trying to gain audience. And that's why by 64, at least for Ace, they were just like, eh, nobody cares. <laughs> you know? Well, it's funny because we because Mike broke down all the heroes very succinctly, or, or at least all the animal heroes succinctly. Now let's circle back to our villain, Lulu. Um, was she a better villain than Lex Luthor? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I, actor-wise, yes. Like, the way they wrote her, it was just great. It was just hilarious. And, and, and so, like, um, 
I don't want to say over the top, but like she was over the top. She was over the top, but she was supposed to be over the top. Right. That's what made that was, that was kind of the charm. <laughs> it, but it was just so good. And and like Oh my god, yes. Like that moment, so that the first uh, when she's fighting Superman and then like she makes the mistake of getting too close to Superman and he's squeezing her. And like at, at that point you would think he would just, you know, like just quickly knock her out, right? Like boom. Mm-hmm. You know, like he would be done with it, but no, he takes his time and then she whips out that kryptonite and takes him down. That was just hilarious. Yeah. You know. But but it was also just to funny see that like little thing take but, Superman but, down. But what's also was just funny though, when it's like so the kryptonite doesn't affect him if it's behind the back of a guinea pig? <laughs> that's right in front of it so the guinea pig actually has to hold it up for it to affect you immediately <laughs> you know when the guinea pig's that dense it's like a lead wall <laughs> yeah pretty much that's that's what it is the, the the radiation range of kryptonite is very small that's why it except always in, has except to be... for when it was really far <laughs> yeah except for when it was really far no but i what i love though and that's the one thing about the, the it had a couple of uneven beats doesn't interfere with the movie you just notice them when you notice them it's like when he sees crypto is drugged out or possibly dying because he doesn't know what's wrong with crypto because she's she's dosed crypto with uh kryptonite and a piece of cheese and crypto's eating it right um and so superman's fighting her and has grabbed lulu and then looks down and sees it. he's like what did you do to my dog and he starts squeezing that guinea pig and i'm like oh, this is a little where are we oh. going with the scene <laughs> you know like oh it's injustice all over again his eyes, his <laughs> eyes start lighting up and i'm like are you about to actually just murder, flat out murder this obviously intelligent animal, <laughs> you know, because of your dog? I'm like, this is something, you know. This is dark. <laughs> yeah, I well, mean, I mean, just yeah, just like when Crypto, though, when when they're the big fight towards the end, when Crypto lasers through this big boulder that Lulu eventually throws at it, and you just see that it's like the scene's in red and Crypto's eyes are red and it's just growling. And I'm like, that's an intense scene for kids, <laughs> you know. But again, it's just brief. It doesn't ruin the movie. It's that, you know, if you're a parent, I'm sure you can have your kid watch it. It's not a problem. But it's just one of those things that caught my attention. Now, Mike, when you say uneven beats, are you also talking about some of the stuff they gave in regards to, um, I won't say filler, but I'll say um, when they were getting more into Ace the Bat Hound and when they started getting into, like, you know, exploring the fact that, that Crypto had no powers and he was still trying to figure out how to run this team. Uh, is that what you're talking about, uneven unevenness? Like, it kind of slowed down the movie a little bit? No, I mean, it, it, I mean, they did. I think they could have maybe put those scenes a little bit better. But, I mean, I didn't mind those scenes as much. No, I just meant the, the unevenness in the uh, the tone of it was such a light movie. And then this violence was like, okay, this is possible. I see what you're saying, yes. it, was, it, it was just, like, really angry, angry. And I'm like, ooh, you just got to calm that down. This is for kids, too, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Kids can get angry too. Yeah, but man. <laughs> yeah, but we're not expecting them to kill because that's a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> oh, but, uh, go ahead, oh, Mike. Oh, no, I was about to say, but, um, you know, so I, I, like I said, I really enjoyed pretty much everything about this movie. Um, I, I, I like Lulu's ambition. I like I going to what you had asked Ralph about, uh, do you think it was better than Luthor? Yes. I mean, not in just this show, in many ways, better than what the Luther we've gotten. Because Luthor is, Luthor wants power and da da da. Lulu just wanted Luthor. <laughs> so, like, so that was also very interesting, the dynamics, because, like, if you think about it, Lulu was very focused. Whereas Lex, you can say he's very focused too, but his focus, even though you might say it's power, but it's also it's power, it's wealth, it's intimidation. His focus is a 
it's it's a general topic that has a lot of other subgroups in it, if you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. So it seems like you're focusing on one thing, but he's actually focusing on multiple things in that one big group. She actually had one focus. So her villainy was very villainous. She didn't care about anything that got in her way. You know, she had no loyalty to anything. I mean, remember poor Keith and, uh, was it Keith and Mark? Is it Keith and Mark? Yeah, Keith and Mark. She just shoved them together. They're, they're ice and fire. Oh, nice. <laughs> she just starts shoving them together as just to teach them a lesson because they annoyed her. I'm like, said, I'm like, yeah, she has no patience, you know, for, for anything. You said that wrong. What's that? It's fire and ice. Yeah, I guess oh, so. Lord. <laughs> I didn't want to get sued by Pat Benatar, but evidently you're willing to take it. <laughs> wow, that, that's a reference Ralph doesn't even know. Listen, if he's listening to this, he as well. He, Wow. My point exactly. <laughs> Pat Benatar, he. Anyway. I, I, know, I know. I know. I hope not. I hope so. All right. So without without us spoiling the movie, um, were you happy with the way they resolved it with it still being open and also um, how they, like Ralph mentioned earlier, they matched everybody up? Or was it too, you know, kid movie, you expected this, blah, blah, blah. I am perfectly fine with the way the movie ended. There is nothing wrong with the ending. The problem I have is because it's a movie that did well and, you know, it's, it's popular and it had a complete solution. Like, complete, there's no dangling thread to this movie. But already they're like, oh, yeah, we, we've commissioned two other films. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that it can't be done. Not at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there have been other successful spinoffs of things and, and sequels and whatnot, but that's rare. And with comedies, you've, you've blown all of your jokes. You know, you, I mean, and unless you're going to give us all new, new super pets, which would be weird. So it's, we, we've already know everything about these characters. <laughs> you know, it's, and you know, it's like, so where are you going to go for a second movie, let alone a third? <laughs> that's the part that spoils it for me. The movie ended fantastic. The fact that they, and it, there's no hint in the movie about a possible second or third, just the fact that they want to do two and three, that's the problem I have with the movie. You know? okay. Ravi? Um, I've already answered this question. No. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> I, I, I was the one that said that I enjoyed the ending and I had no problem with it. I loved ah, it. Well, well, let me, let me what more this. do you want me to say? <laughs> let me, me include this then. Let huh? me include this then. What about the post credit? Did you? I mean, or the the mid credit? Did you feel like it was um, a little bit too much over the top for the Rock to not only have was it Anubis, you know, right. playing Black Adam and Anubis, but the fact that Black Adams around the corner to kind of you know include this as well? Well, that's the reason it was included. This was no right. This was no like. Oh, you know, whatever. Well, was it wasn't no. too much because my thing oh, is, yeah. we it know why they did it, but that was it part necessary? was completely unnecessary. It, it served nothing it, to me. Now that added nothing to the movie, um, except to see, you know, Squeezy Bruce again. But uh, <laughs> Squeezy Bruce, Squeezy Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> that better be a licensed toy, for I'm going to be so upset. Um, that, that one was Squeezy Clark. <laughs> oh no, no, that was Superman. Superman, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just, I'm like, this is genius. <laughs> but Squeezy, but to see Squeezy Bruce again was great. But no, I, I thought the mid-credit was, it was complete. I mean, I don't even consider that part of the film. I mean, it was completely unnecessary. It didn't add anything. It didn't make me smile anymore. It, it felt stupid. 
That's why I asked because it just felt stupid. Because usually mid credits, the purpose of a mid credit scene is to be a PS that can sometimes, you know, add a little bit of light to the plot or, and mind you, this is not like a thought provoking movie meant to be a fun kids movie, but even, even at that, in that vein, uh, a a mid credit scene is supposed to, you know, add a little bit. I kind of felt like, Oh wow, this is gratuitous uh, commercial for black Adam. So I felt kind of like, I mean, it was cool to see, Mm -hmm. I didn't need it. No. Yeah. No, not at all. What did you think there, Rafi? I didn't have a problem with it. I I enjoy everything. I'm, I'm not as as you wow. Guys. I think I know what the rating's <laughs> gonna be, but so <laughs> anything else we want to mention before we go into renaming and ratings? Uh just uh I'd like to give you guys a little bit of information after listening to us. The original super pets that is all based off of. We had crypto, then we had a super cat. What was the name of that super cat? Super cat. Yes. No. These are the originals. Streaky. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Uh, yes. Yeah, I know you remember Streaky. Streaky has a lightning bolt. Streaky's been in like crypto cartoon that came out eventually later. But uh, there was a super monkey. Oh, I know this. Yeah, oh. you should. What was the name of the super monkey? Oh, I can't remember. I remember there was a super monkey. Beppo, the super monkey. Oh, my God. Yeah. There was a super horse. And these yes, were all yes. from Krypton? Um. No, no, no. Actually, no. Most of them weren't. Uh, the Super Horse was Mr. Ed, right? I know was that one. written by Supergirl. And we don't know why, because it could fly, but it didn't have wings. It just could fly. But that was called Comet. The odd part about Comet, though, which is really disturbing. Oh, is that, didn't you talk about this? Yeah, yeah. Like, many years ago, I think when we first started, like, like Comet was like uh, from a race of centaurs or something like that that had been cursed and to being a full horse and so basically well, he Supergirl. had a thing he had a thing for supergirl right? yeah he loves supergirl and she's been riding him all that i was just like okay this is just too wow why'd you feel um, like that yeah. bro and then the other uh member of the group uh was protee 2 which was a ship a shape-shifting alien so that was the original super pets from the uh action comics 210 just so that you can go and amaze your friends <laughs> and say thank goodness the movie came out <laughs> and that these characters weren't in it right all right so let's do it rename the movie ralph no you can go first okay mine's a little too on the nose i was gonna say um super pets rough day for our heroes oh yeah oh yeah I went evidently, through the evidently you slipped into that portal yeah I was about to say. <laughs> ralph i told you it actually happened <laughs> Ralph, what you got? I couldn't really think of a good one. I I just said uh, Super Pets. They do what the Justice League couldn't do. Yeah. (laughs) That's... On many levels, unfortunately. I was about to say, that could be be many different things, yeah. Which kind of leads into what I renamed it, which is the best superhero movie DC has released in years. Oh. (laughs) Just flat out what I'd call it. It's sad. Seriously. And and I want to have one of those desks just be sitting in front of it like, I think this is the best superhero movie DC has released in years. Prove me wrong. <laughs> you all be right. there all alone because no one will be there to debate you. Exactly. Let's put it this way. Shout out to Troy. Troy was one of the first people to mention this, that he liked the movie a lot. When he had stayed over my house um, over the summer, he said, you know, it's really good. And I was expecting Game of Thrones because that boy's always talking fucking about Game of Thrones. He's like, you know, it's really good. DC League of Super Pets. I'm like, wait, who am I speaking to? <laughs> but you guys, when I mentioned it to, to, to review it, you guys were like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, but you were the second person to tell me. So I was like, really? I said, I said I hadn't seen it yet. I would right. love to do it. 
yeah, no, I, I, I watched it. I just needed something to watch. I didn't think it was going to be horrible. I just didn't think, I thought it was just going to bore me. I thought I was just going to sit there and be like, well, that's an, you know, hour and 20 minutes of my time or, you know, whatever. But I'm like, no, it, it I, definitely I, wasn't super- I just laughed and laughed and smiled and laughed, <laughs> you know. It wasn't Superman Brainiac, that's for sure. Oh, God, no. <laughs> All right, let's go for it. Ratings for DC League of Super Pets. Ralph. I give DC League of Super Pets Nine out of ten hairball grenades. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> Boom. What made him funny was not only the, the, the hairball the grenades, the little things he was saying in his sweet voice. One, yes. two, kid, he's coming. I laughed. <laughs> Whiskers was taking everything. I was like, this cat. Come out and play? I, oh, my God. I'm sorry. I have to kill you. Lulu saved me. I owe her. <laughs> but it's so cute. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna give Super Pets nine squeezy bruises out of ten. Yeah. Mike. Oh um, falling right along the line. I give it rating nine. You think your dookie don't stink. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> out of ten. Sandalwood. Sandalwood. Oh my god, he was right. It is sandalwood. <laughs> Although I did think it was odd that. In order to get the kryptonite out, he had to, you know, crap it out. And he does it in the cell and then doesn't realize he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, did you not remember taking a dump in the cell? Apparently the kryptonite <laughs> loosened his bowels. I wow. guess so. Yeah, but I mean, it loosened his bowels and his memory. Or was that incontinence? Incontinence. Yeah. Like the kryptonite side effects. You got to read that bottle, man. It says incontinence <laughs> is one of the side effects. So you, you don't want to stand too close to Superman when he's been around kryptonite. Oh, just, just want to say. So there you have it. DC League of Super Pets. Whether you're bringing a kid to watch it or you're just trying to treat the kid within you, it's definitely a good watch. But hey, don't go anywhere. A special rocket review of the Super Mario trailer brought to you by Ivan Mr. Cooper is next. <laughs> Hey, what's up, my Meanwhile 22 fam? It's your boy, Mr. Cooper. You know, just giving his little thoughts on the Mario movie trailer that just dropped at Comic-Con. Uh, the movie looks great. Let's just start right off the bat. It looks like, if you've ever seen like a Super Smash Brothers reveal trailer, it looks like that. It is amazing. Well, we could start off straight off the bat with my king. He's my namesake. King Cooper is amazing. Jack Black, what he's bringing to it, the way he looks, it is amazing that star where he brings his whole castle over there that that looks incredible even when mario when mario shows up and he gets sucked into the wood looks like he gets sucked into the mushroom kingdom that all looks amazing everybody else it's 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 visually stunning even the way mario looks it doesn't bother me that he looks slightly different you know this is movie mario it's fine chris pratt's voice it's like everyone says he sounds like chris pratt I heard like a little bit of him trying to make it Italian, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. He didn't have enough lines for it to bother me, but you know, it's like no comparison to what Jack Black is bringing to the table. Um, a lot of people say, you know, it's going to be hard to get used to it because a lot of these characters don't talk, which is true. But remember there was a cartoon, there was two cartoons in the, in, in the nineties where everyone talked and we were okay with that. But on top of that, they want to bring it into like the video game space. Bowser has talked before. He there was voice acting in Super Mario Sunshine for the GameCube. So, so he has a voice. He's talked before, along with his annoying ass son that I hope is not in this movie. Maybe he's in the next one. 
But he has a voice. Um, th- that's the only time they've ever voiced him. I thought it was weird because I thought he was some kind of damn monster. But Jack Black is bringing all the energy. This is going to be fantastic. It looks great. I cannot wait. I'll see you guys there. Geeks on the go. Now, now what? Now with more true toys. Oh, Ooh. you got to over enunciate, bro. <laughs> over enunciate. They tell me that I under enunciate. That's no, you just straight mumble. Are you a rapper? Sometimes. Well, well, <laughs> well he'd be popular now. Nowadays, if he was in hip hop now. You should see the kind of raps that I make, man. Chicken Caesar. Oh, my gosh. Stuff. And what? you said my joke was bad before we got back on the air, Mike? Come on. I, I never said that either master. of you had good jokes. <laughs> well, mine's better than his. Master sure. rapper right here, my friend. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All Let's right. see what I do to the presence. Ho, ho. Ooh. What about the What about yeah. the Parappa? What about the Parappa? Oh, rapper. Oh, rapper. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. God, All right, that. everybody. So Kick, you guys punch. know the segment. I give quick questions. No, they you give... don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, come on. I I give quick answers. I'm sorry. They, I give quick questions. Wow. They give half ass answers on all things geek. <laughs> and we make it under a minute when we want to. And it's got to be a collaborative effort. But I don't know if they're going to cooperate with me. So I can't make any guarantees. I always cooperate. It's a, now it's you a, do. <laughs> now you do. It's like after like. In part 34 of this question, you're like, oh, jeez. Oh, Christ. shush. If All Susan right, takes let's... a train from New York <laughs> heading west and Joe takes a train heading east from Chicago. Why does it got to be Joe? What time does Mike leave Florida? <laughs> Mike, All right. Hey, trick question. Mike never went there. There you go. See? He got it. <laughs> Ready, set, go. A Deadpool Wolverine team-up movie was announced to be for Deadpool 3. Who could be a viable enemy for them to confront? Mike. The script. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ralph. Uh, Mr. Sinister. Hmm, okay. All right. The Rock's Black Adam should fight which DC hero on the big screen other than Shazam? Ralph. Plastic Man. Because that shit would be hilarious. Oh, and how Mike. pissed off he would make Black Adam. <laughs> Mike. The Spectre. And you're dead. and which character has the best ability in the new video game gotham knights wrong answers only ralph uh nightwing of course he has the power of dios ex machina (laughs) okay all right mike tim drake with the ability to pine over superboy's corpse Wow. <laughs> and once again, we make it under a minute and Michael <laughs> the, the... Okay. As long as I hear it. <laughs> Pining over wow, that's 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 effed up, Mike. <laughs> and Ralph Deuce as Machina, really? Yeah, I'm like out of nowhere it would just be like, Oh look, uh we're about to die. Oh no, look at this. It's uh some sort of solution. Ha ha <laughs> So you mean he's basically um, Adam West, Nightwing? <laughs> Pretty much. Adam, because I mean Adam West, Batman had that the, the 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 bat the bat shark repellent and the bat this. So same thing. The bat Adam shield West, that folded out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. But did you ever see? Because they only used it a couple of times, um, like when they showed. But the batarang, the batarang was bigger than your hand when it was yeah. folded in half. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, you could just 
knock someone out just casually waving that thing around. You know? <laughs> so what you don't realize is that they use the same technology that they used in uh, Dragon Ball Z with the capsules. Ah, where, there you go. Where they would oh, keep those goodness. massive vehicles in that little tiny capsule. Oh, so they got the Ant-Man technology. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking also. <laughs> it maintains the weight of the object, just smaller. Really? You've been carrying around that same? Stop asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, shout outs. Any shout outs that we have or that we need to give out? Well, I, we mentioned I, them. Obviously, wait, go ahead, Ralph, please. Oh. Um, me, I would like to shout out everyone Ooh. that that was that, that was enjoys <laughs> pregnant pauses. There you go. Yeah, that Didn't was you shout me. them out last week. Good job, Merton. <laughs> hey, listen, she stole the show. I bet. <laughs> what? None of you are turtles. Well, that explains that a lot. That's one of the funniest things. That movie, the movie just cracks me up. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mike. And yeah, um, definitely shout out to, to everybody. I can't even think of most of people's names anymore, but everyone I ran into Comic Con, it's not that you're all listening to us there. Um, but definitely shout out to you guys, people I got to talk to. I got to talk to so many really good artists and writers. Definitely shout out to Comfort of Comfort and Adam because yep, I got, absolutely, I, I think uh, uh, the cap stays in touch with them very often, but we don't usually see them. So it was really great seeing them. Hopefully they're still listening, but they're still going strong, printing, printing, printing. And I think they're going to have a couple of new books out if they're hopefully for next year. So that would be fantastic. But uh, again, like I said, I was excited to meet Ben Templesmith. He's one of my favorite artists. I got to say hi to uh, Jay Lee, who's another really great artist. Um, just, I'm just so excited. Um, but then again, also to my niece, Erin, and her boyfriend, Keith, just because it was great seeing them, and I love her so much. And uh, that's all I got. Okay. And, and to everyone that Mike ran into at Comic-Con, I am really sorry that he ran into you. He He's still with his learner's permit, so he's not a very good driver, but he's practicing. <laughs> And, his directions got better. His insurance, uh, his insurance information will be updated soon as he gets insurance. Yeah, I don't have insurance with the Gecko. I have it with Heck No. So, <laughs> so just letting you know, there's no payout. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna make. I mean, I already shouted out everybody from Comic Con, obviously, you except know. for JP. Yeah, apparently he doesn't get exist there. to you. I was gonna yeah. get there. Hold on. God, no wonder we can't get that guy on there. Beyond the fact that he's a talented and busy artist. Wow, my goodness. Mike's ready to have him on next show. I am. Maybe as a replacement as our host. Oh, wow. Ralph, sorry to hear that. <laughs> I know. You said host. You didn't say which host. I, I've honestly been hanging on by a thread this whole time. I, I, oh, poor guy. <laughs> but, I've but had seriously. one foot out the door and the other one in the car. Oh, hush. Shut <laughs> Shout out to the people that are always listening. Shout out to, of course, South Carolina, um, Tinkerbell, Lady J, Emmett from Marvel, um, Big Ruben, um, Big Daddy Kev, um, Joe the Intern, Big Troy, obviously um, to JP and to Victor Dandridge. Shout out to, of course, my fellow um, my fellow hosts, um, MFG and Ralph. Love you both. So glad to have you back at Comic-Con. Felt more normal than it did last year. Um, and also, I mean, I'll say shout out to, even though they're probably not going to listen, um, um, to Amanda Connor and, um, oh man, what's his name escaping me? Mm. Um, um, Jim. Pamiati? Jim Pamiati. Um, I don't know why I say Palmentino. What the hell's wrong with me? Man, I I'm, don't know. <laughs> well, especially because if you don't know the story, long story short, Mike, Ralph, and I, along with 
Joe the intern, met Jim Palmiotti about six years ago at Comic Con, and we were just you know he's you know Super great writer fun. editor and yeah, anchor. Fantastic. Now he had artwork at his table six years ago, and I didn't realize it was the work of his of his wife Amanda Connor. Um, but I was so busy enthralled with Jim, not realizing that her work is up there that he introduced me to him. I'm like, oh yeah, nice to meet you. So anyway, da, 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 and totally ignored her. <laughs> so after I found out she drew the book for she drew for Harlequin. Um and oh, she wow. did Birds of Prey and you know, mm -hmm. so she's done a couple of th different things. And I love her style. So ever since then I'm like, I wanted to meet her and apologize. Years, 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 pandemic happens, they don't come back to Comic Con. Finally, this Comic-Con, they had a booth and they were autographing and having conversation and they're sitting next to each other. So I go to Amanda and I stop her and I go, oh my goodness, I've been waiting for so many years to um, meet you and I just want to apologize for um, not realizing who you were. And I told her the story about how it happened. She said, ah, don't worry about it, please. Let me tell you a funny story. Um, me and Jim were going to somebody's house. She told me a story about, I guess she was going to somebody's house for dinner, not realizing it was the great John Burns house. Nice. <laughs> and she's wondering, wow, their dogs are named after Avengers and there's pieces of artwork on the wall, but she's not getting that she's in John Burns' house. And I'm like, <laughs> so she's like, kid, it's okay. I'm like, all right, I don't feel too bad now. So <laughs> I, I refuse to believe that unless she you were in a dark room, she said the word kid to you. Wow. This is what we're gonna end the show, huh? This is what we're gonna end the show. I, I I'm assuming she was without sight at that moment, like smoke got in her eye, you know. And she was too busy drawing. She didn't look up. So she just assumed that due to his uh, very uh, feminine style voice that it was a child. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I know how to close the show out. So for the hater, Mike, also known as MSG, and for the other hater, RT squared Ralph the Cat, Ralph the Tech, Ralph the Cat, half, Ralph the Cap. This is the Cap saying keep it geeky, and we'll see you next time, guys. Peace.